glowing red eyes, an enormous wingspan, and a feeling of fear and dread. The residents of a sleepy West Virginia town knew something was afoot. Was it a visitor from another planet, an undiscovered species, or was something even more sinister to blame? This week's episode is Mothman. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinister A lot of things I, well, I travel a lot for work, so a lot of the time when I'm doing research for the show, I'm in an airplane, and I was just in an airplane going to and then coming back from Las Vegas reading this Mothman book and taking notes, and the poor woman beside me was just trying to read her Us Weekly, (laughs) and I was writing some real weird stuff. Yeah. Hey, uh, you're not going to find anything more interesting in Us Weekly than the Mothman. I mean, come on, lady. What do you think you're going to find? Oh, Jennifer Aniston found a new man. It's like, yeah, oh, really? Boring. Was it, was it a Mothman? No. <laughs> is that who she found? Jennifer Aniston finds a Mothman is a great headline. That's a weekly world news headline. Although, here is my my biggest issue with this episode. Why is he called Mothman? First of all, Ain't moths. nothing about this thing a moth. Moths don't have heads. It's just one big body. And... It's everybody describes it as a bird. Why haven't they just called him Birdman? Some people I think did, but where did Moth come to Harvey Birdman? From? He's an attorney at law, right? Bird. I don't. And it's also not the same color as a moth. That's true. It, moths it doesn't are have... kind of. Oh, and also, I know because I have some insider information, but one of us is terrified of moths. Shut up! In you real guys. life. When I was a it child, is not me. let me just say, when I was a little girl, I was having a sleepover with my friends, and the biggest moth I've ever seen, it was as big as an adult hand. <laughs> this wasn't a baby hand moth. Do you know this because it landed on one of your parents' hands? It was a big old man hand moth. <laughs> and it was so big, and I remember trying to kill it and chase it with the TV guide. And back then, the oh, TV gosh. guide was like about, what would you say it was about five by seven? Yeah. Thick. They were full on books. Thick bound TV guide, which uh, which we were subscribers. <laughs> of course. And how else would you know it was on television? And I remember chasing this giant moth down with this TV guide. And finally, it was like two in the morning with my friends. And finally, we caught it. And finally, I beat this moth to oh, death. Oh, poor with, moth. With a TV guide. This Why didn't you try to let it outside? It had to die, Christy. <laughs> it had to die. So we killed the moth, and my mother wakes up, and she says, how did you sleep last night? And we said, uh, well, we had to kill a moth. And she said, okay. And I said, no, you don't understand. We had to kill it with the TV guide. And she was sitting at the dining room table reading the newspaper, not looking up, which is such a good bit. And she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would what, it look like? And I said, it was huge. It was like the size of a hand, and it was gray and brown on its back, and it had huge wings, and it was probably six inches across. And she goes, oh, my God. And she looks down at the newspaper, and she said, oh, well, you're not going to believe this headline. And I said, what? And she said, it says here, moth escapes from local Dallas Zoo, $10,000 reward. Well, I guess you just killed the moth. <laughs> and me and my friends said, no, no. Classic Nancy. She was pulling pranks and doing bits. Oh, that's hilarious. And she said, I'm just kidding. No, it was fine. You should have killed it. It was nasty. <laughs> My dad was terrified of them too. I'm very scared of moths. But I, I don't even think they had to be oversized moths. 
even regular sized moths Any you're moth. scared of. So what is what is it? Is it Silence of the Lambs? Oh, I think there's a whole moth thing in that. No, there is. But is that where your fear comes from? Oh, no. Silence of the Lambs just made me scared of holes in basements and buckets oh, of lotion. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just the fact that they fly around kind of without rhyme or reason. You know, a butterfly well, sort they're of... attracted to light. Well, they're always looking for that flame. They're always trying to go, me too, y'all, chasing that <laughs> fire. Never going to find it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why. Oh, come on. So I think what really terrifies me of moths is they're fluttering and they don't really have a course that they're following. Okay. So they don't have a path in life and that upsets that, you. It irritates me. Yeah. When, <laughs> I feel that. You know what? Get your shit together, yeah, moth. moth. Figure but out where do you, other you know flying things bother you? No, because birds, birds know where they're going. They're going. They're following the current. Butterflies? And those. I feel like butterflies know where they're going. They're following the pollen. Moths are just like, <laughs> from one, one so life to the next. So they're kind of scatterbrained and chaotic. There's, and that upsets you sketchy fl- they're sketchy insects and they are kind of weirdly soft and fluttering and kind of just look odd also why are you beating my clothes moth mm. rude but don't they turn into butterflies no caterpillars turn into butterflies what do moths turn into trash <laughs> they're just themselves until they die oh they have no chance of metamorphosis well a lot of people share heather's fear when it's a giant mothman, well, which love, we're going to be discussing today. And I was going to say, I love butterflies. I have a tattoo of one. And if I saw a giant butterfly, maybe I wouldn't be as scared. But a giant moth is very terrifying. Giant, but anything oversized kind of creeps me out. Unless it's from Wendy's, y'all. <laughs> then I'm fine with... The, have you been eating a lot of Wendy's? Uh, I do eat a lot of Wendy's. It's right by your house. Yeah. I eat a lot of Taco Bell right by your house. Mm, that's a good Taco Bell. It is a good one. Well, well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And today we are talking about Mothman. So what is the Mothman? You tell me. The Mothman is a cryptid of West Virginia folklore that was reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area from November 12, 1966 to December 15, 1967. It has been described as a giant bird the size of a man standing 7 to 8 feet tall with a wingspan of 10 to 15 feet, a black or gray feathered body, and ominous giant glowing red eyes. They kept saying that the eyes were like bicycle reflectors. Mm. They said that maybe it, wasn't... it was a bicyclist. Maybe. <laughs> Everyone's like, what's that guy doing? <laughs> He's riding a bike in the air. <laughs> Get out of here, you hippie. <laughs> riding a truck like a man. Again, nowhere in this description does it say it looks like a giant moth that's true it's a giant bird it doesn't say brown or gray i do not understand why moth ever came to be they also said it didn't flap its wings it would just shoot up in there like a helicopter i'm like whirly bird man that could be one i don't know well the first sightings took place on november 12th 1966 when five men were digging a grave at a cemetery near clinendon west virginia very quick question Uh uh-huh they're professionals, right? They... I, you know what? Never came across that. <laughs> Do not know. Who's to say? <laughs> but I did notice on my way over here, Clinadin is a street right by me. Oh, look at that. Maybe that's where Mothman lives. Probably. <laughs> He's probably been there this whole time. The men said they saw a man-like figure fly low from the trees over their heads and then disappear into the night. Oh, man. Two nights later, on November 15th, the Mothman was spotted again. 
when two young couples took a drive to an area known as the TNT region, a former electrical generator factory from World War II. Yeah, they said that this was basically an area where they manufactured a ton of weapons and arms, and then they would put them in these, like, igloos, and once the war was over, they emptied them out and just filled in the igloos. They gave it to the town, and then they had this generator plant that just shut down. And there were all these tunnels that ran underneath it, and a bunch of ponds and animal sanctuary type stuff around it yeah it was a lot of flora and forest so the mothman could have just been chilling there and surviving for quite some time and then people going up finger banging each mm-hmm. other interrupting him couple finger banging i know right what are why are they two together <laughs> hey do you want to drive up to lover's point yeah call rick and mary yeah. and see if they want to go okay so we're taking one car right that's the only way i'm going we have to conserve gas <laughs> well the couple said they saw a large gray creature whose eyes glowed red when flashed upon by their car's headlights, and it looked like a large flying man with 10-foot wings. The young lovers said they tried to speed away, but the creature flew after them at speeds topping 100 miles per hour. Eventually, when they neared the city lights, it disappeared back into the dark. Detective Halstead of Point Pleasant described both of these young couples as just good kids, and they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't make a false They wouldn't report. make up something like that. Yes, he said that. that he said they definitely, they definitely saw something out there. <laughs> well, so Detective Halstead ain't playing. Mm. The next day, the first newspaper report on the Mothman was published in the Point Pleasant Register with the headline: "Couples see man-sized bird creature." Something. Okay. <laughs> what a headline. That's not even a report. Nobody even knows what extra, they're reporting on. Extra, extra. Read all about it. A thing happened today. Yeah, exactly. Was it a good or a bad thing? I don't know, but it was a thing. Maybe you should buy the paper and find Ooh. out. It was the first clickbait. Oh, it was clickbait. It was the very first Mothman clickbait. Mothman was the first clickbait. Now we know. Over the next few days, more and more sightings of a large bird with red eyes were reported. Newell Partridge, a resident of Point Pleasant, Claims he was watching television one night when all of a sudden the picture went fuzzy. That's just the 1960s. Exactly. For you. Or you have a Smurl family situation oh, and you're about to get visited by a succubus. Maybe. Either. At the same time, his German shepherd began barking loudly and he heard a loud screeching sound coming from outside his house. When he went outside to investigate, he claims he saw two red glowing eyes. Before he could make out what it was, the thing flew away. His dog chased after it, but never returned. This is, dog was named Bandit. Yes. Very good dog. That's a good dog name. Good German Shepherd dog name. Rest in peace, Bandit. Aww. Newell said that he saw the, the eyes about 100 yards away near his barn and that the dog snarled and then whimpered and then barked and ran for it. And that was the last time he ever saw Aww, Bandit. Oh, that's so sad. I Aww. like to think that Mothman took Bandit and he made him like his Max, like the Grinch situation. <laughs> and he took him up to his spaceship and Maybe. he said... Hello, fellow aliens. Yes. This is my new Earth I hope creature. that is what happened to Bandit. And Bandit lived a long life. Over the next 13 months, more than 100 Mothman sightings took place in Point Pleasant with credible witnesses like couples, firefighters, and larger groups of people. Then suddenly, disaster struck the small town, and the Mothman was never seen nor heard from Again, a couple of these people even submitted to neurological and psychological testing 
And it was found that they were all credible. Yeah. That no one was schizophrenic. Usually no if was... it's just one person seeing something at night, there's a lot of questions to be had. Mm-hmm. These were couples, people that had respectable jobs. So a lot of credible witnesses were saying that they spotted this thing. And this was a fairly educated small town. Mm-hmm. The people all worked at skilled factory jobs. So oh. it wasn't not that you shouldn't trust a bunch of rural farmers, but it was a modern they watched television they read the newspaper you know it was they weren't a, a bunch of hillbillies correct it was a modern middle class working class town interesting on december 15th 1967 while loaded with rush hour traffic the silver bridge an i-bar chain suspension bridge which carried u.s route 35 over the ohio river connecting point pleasant and gallipolis ohio collapsed, killing 46 people. 44 of the bodies were recovered, but sadly, two of the victims were never found. This is one of my greatest fears, is driving over a bridge and fucking collapsing. I'm afraid of moths and bridges. Well, those are two. One of those is a very (laughs) understandable fear. All right, rude. But I will say, not necessarily this kind of bridge, but more like on a highway. Yeah, I'm really ter- – oh, man, the Mixmaster. Tell me about it. Good you guys God. aren't familiar with Dallas or the High Five. Yes. They built where all these highways come together. Uh, they are – It's just – it's a disaster waiting to happen. I was going to say easily a High Five bridge is easily – without looking it up, I would guess approximately 13, 15 stories in the air. It's high, At it's least. It's as high as or taller than nearby buildings. Oh, yeah. And the people that have fallen or jumped off, you don't make it. No, you and if over. you were stuck on – that bridge in rush hour and it collapsed, you wouldn't make it. Oh, either. no, no, no. Nor would disaster. anybody underneath. That would be a disaster. Because this thing, one of those falls and it falls on the thing below it and below it. Dominoes. God, so scary. Also, I'd like to rescind that I said only one of those was something worthy of being afraid of. Thank you, Monster Scary. Because they can't, I don't want to uh, ever shit on things that people are scared of. Thank you. Because it's, it's a weird thing. We had a listener that messaged us and said, y'all were talking about weird things that you were scared of when you were kids. And she was scared of that robot from Short Circuit. <laughs> she was terrified that she said when she would go to bed at night, she had to sleep with her door closed because she would just lay in bed and envision it rolling into her bedroom. And upon first imagination of that it is a very funny image but then if you think about it that would be fucking terrifying if this robot just rolled into your room i just pulled up a picture of this robot it's very funny because he's so cute but look at those talons he's got he could Mm -hmm. get you you know what listener you're right that is a scary name is allison and allison we appreciate your honesty and vulnerability that is accurate i apologize for initially laughing i mean i did i initially laughed as well and she said all of her friends did too so we're not we're not Giving her anything she hasn't already You're talking about a very large fat kid that was scared of the leprechaun. <laughs> Why? He's shorter than the me. The leprechaun is scary. But he was littler than He's me. He's supposed to be scary. I could have tackled him. I was a very fat kid. I'm terrified of roaches. Tall. Oh, yeah. Like, legit scare, especially the ones that fly. It's Hell no. I, I got trapped in a bar bathroom once no. because there was a roach on the handle. And I didn't know how to get out. <laughs> so I just stayed in the bathroom. Woman trapped in bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that is a headline also. Woman trapped in bathroom. What happens? Flip the page to find out. <laughs> I think we're learning how to save the newspaper this industry. This is how the newspaper can incorporate clickbait. We've just solved the paper You're problem. You're welcome, Dallas Morning News. Mm-hmm. Investigation of the wreckage of the bridge 
pointed to the cause of the collapse being the failure of a single eye bar in a suspension chain due to a small defect just 0.1 inches deep. Man. Inspection prior to construction would not have been able to notice the tiny crack. What? The only way to detect the fracture would have been to disassemble the eye bar. The technology used for inspection at the time was not capable of detecting such cracks. Analysis also showed that the bridge was carrying much heavier loads than it had originally been designed for and had been poorly maintained. People have died, so I'm not going to make jokes about heavy loads and cracks. <laughs> You're a very mature I'm very person. mature. <laughs> but I will say that's horrifying that I this know. is one of those tragedies that you think, what could we have done to stop a it? A lot. One thing you could have done to feel stop that, it. Feel that crack. <laughs> feel that. You could have made sure that this was assembled correctly for one. But this maintenance, is, maintenance. This is what I'm always scared of with bridges is when it there is a huge traffic jam and there's way more weight on them than should be. And you're in yes. the middle of it and you know, oh, this bridge was not built for this. You have a San Andreas style event where it starts shaking yes. or a land of the lost situation. Yes. Your car's going in that crack and you're going back mm-hmm, in time. Mm-hmm. Land of the lost. Oh, God. Do you remember that show? I don't think I've seen that. <gasps> there was a 1960s version where a family is in a Jeep and there's an earthquake and the earth cracks open and they fall through the crack in the earth. Is this, was this animated? Mm-mm. It was like partially claymation. I think the dinosaurs were claymation. And they go and they're in Land of the Lost and they have their Jeep. I don't know how they ever explain how it runs continuously if there's no gasoline. But they fall through into like a Jurassic Park oh, wow. prehistoric time. And they did a remake in the 90s. And I was a big fan of that I remember. Th- I remember the remake. Oh, I didn't I know big that fan was the original thing. Oh, yeah. It was a TV show. I did see... Land Before Time a lot. Oh, so sad. Oh, my God. Littlefoot. So sad. (laughs) Well, while these reasons were the official explanation for why the bridge collapsed, some residents felt something more sinister was to blame and that it was connected to the recent Mothman sightings. Theories arose that Point Pleasant was a portal to an alternate realm. In addition to the Mothman sightings, reports of UFOs, poltergeists, and bizarre light phenomenons had been reported in the area, leading some to believe that they were all connected to the Silver Bridge tragedy. Some shit was going down in Point Pleasant. Mm -hmm. While some accused the Mothman of being responsible for the Silver Bridge destruction, others hypothesized that despite his frightening appearance, he might have been sent to warn the town of the impending tragedy. I just want to say this. I relate heavily to the Mothman. Even this is how you face your fears. (laughs) You you see you that's we're we're most scared of that which reminds us of ourselves. Oh my god. You are the Mothman. <laughs> I am Mothman. He is freakish and excessive and just trying to chase the light <laughs> and he's just trying to help and everyone blames disaster oh, on him and they he's all He's just trying to help. I'm just trying to help. You're just try- Heather's just Heather man. I'm having I'm having Mother. a day. <laughs> I'm having a day. <laughs> the 1975 book the Mothman Prophecies, written by John Keel, and the 2002 movie based on the book starring Richard Gere, alluded to residents of Point Pleasant having psychic visions and dreams about the collapse of Silver Bridge. I read the Mothman Prophecies I've book. I've seen the book. I mean, I've seen, I have seen the book, but I've also seen the movie. You saw the movie. I read the book. The one thing that I couldn't get over was that the front of the book says based on true stories mm-hmm. i thought this was a nonfiction situation <laughs> and i was over halfway through it when i 
like zoomed out and looked and it was it said based on true stories mm-hmm. and I wrote that at the top of my notes with a question mark. <laughs> John Kiel because it's so ridiculous that you can't imagine it was based on true stories. No, I thought it was true and I felt led astray. Oh, okay. I think what he did was do composites of people. So if Bob and Gene Smith saw something and Todd and Martha saw something, he maybe would amalgamate their stories into one. Yeah, and maybe he took use, some liberties. Took some liberties and like use fake names, but. As I was reading the book, out of nowhere, and I think I texted you this, like, out of nowhere, it just went from pretty reasonable reporting on the people of Point Pleasant to, this is an opening to another dimension. Yeah. And I think it took I, a sharp left turn. I, t- I landed in Vegas and was like, well, <laughs> I'm reading this book. Heads up. The notes are going to be very weird. And they, she, you were not wrong. Oh, they no. were. There was, that is a very warning if you guys want to read that book. It's very sexist oh really oh yeah he was just saying about mothman no about women (laughs) not about mothman no mothman had the utmost respect because he wasn't mothwoman correct had he been he he said we have a hysterical bird lady flapping around no he would say things like some of the people went and they all went back to reinvestigate one of the sightings and these women were screaming and he said then we had two hysterical oh. women on our hands well the only thing worse than one hysterical Is woman two two which we may rename our podcast two hysterical two hysterical women <laughs> that's our slogan now sinisterhood two hysterical women i like that cuz it's a play on words cuz we're funny oh. we're also a little crazy copyright oh dibs trademark dibs people also claim that before a sighting they would experience an eerie feeling and become overwhelmed with a sudden fear and afterwards would feel sick, scared, pale, and shaken, just like Slenderman. All these urban legends and cryptids, they all have that in common. They make you feel shitty? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bad boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> Every time I'm about to meet him, I feel sick and nervous, and afterwards I vomit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, oh, honey. Okay. I've been on several gotta, dates like that. cut him out. Mm-hmm. Is it possible this otherworldly creature was sending telepathic messages to the residents of the town in an attempt to prevent the terrible tragedy? Strangely, there were no more reported sightings after the bridge collapsed. What if this was a Wicked Witch style where Mothman could have just written in the sky, beware the bridge, kind of like Surrender Dorothy that she does in Wizard of Oz? Or Ferris Bueller style where just painted on a freaking water tower. Say Ferris. There's a lot of ways... He could have communicated that would have been a little less destructive. Maybe he has communication problems. Oh, uh, see, again, he's afraid to express a bad him- relationship. <laughs> he's afraid to express himself, and that's fine. Mothman is just a bad relationship They're waiting like, to happen. We're not here to emphasize the moth part. We're here to emphasize <laughs> the man. He's a vulnerable we man. We know the moth. We'd like to get to know the man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Point Pleasant isn't the only place to report Mothman sightings right before tragedy struck. In April 1968, workers at Chernobyl and residents of nearby Pripyat reported seeing a moth-like creature days before the Chernobyl disaster. <gasps> he was trying to save them. What, was he or did he cause it? Oh, That's no. what we don't know. Following the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center on September 11, 2001, rumors emerged that witnesses reported seeing a large crane-like figure in the vicinity of the towers five days prior to the attack. It had been 31 years since any such sightings of Mothman in North America. On the day of the horrific attack, Mothman was reported to have appeared again, 
some claiming they could see his face through clouds of smoke and debris. What this is was... so insane. <laughs> What'd you say? This is so insane. No. Maybe <laughs> this tragedy happens and people are like, is that a plane? No, that's a moth. I saw a goddamn mothman. What's that there. moth doing up maybe there? Maybe he was leading people to safety with his glowing red eyes. Oh, maybe. Well. Or he's a member of Al-Qaeda <laughs> and he has to be stopped. One of the two. Coincidentally, or maybe not, Mothman sightings were again reported after another bridge collapsed, this time in Minneapolis, Minnesota. On August 1st, 2007, again during rush hour, a bridge on Interstate 35 gave way at its center. 13 people died and nearly 145 were injured in its fall. In the aftermath, residents claimed to have seen a Mothman-like figure in the month leading up to the disaster. Once again, skeptics dismissed it as a large heron or crane, but some felt he had come to warn them of the impending danger. What we're learning here is that bridges are, are very dangerous very and you dangerous. should not drive on them Do during not. rush hour. Avoid the bridge. In April 2009, residents of La Junta in Chihuahua, Mexico, began noticing a tall, hairy creature with wide, expansive wings and bloodshot eyes. He was just getting his smoke on. <laughs> It was during this time that the area began to see a rise in the swine flu epidemic. You, what a crazy time that was. Do, do you remember, remember the swine oh, flu? That was so crazy. I'm going to give a shout out to Elise in Philly again. She was my boss at the time, and we were so terrified of the swine flu. And they ran out of Tamiflu in oh, Chicago. Gosh. So she found an illegal Turkish pharmacy online. Oh, God. <laughs> I, don't, I take that back. That's I, just problem solving. Who's to say it was illegal? She found a Turkish pharmacy online Fair that enough. was willing to send her the Tamiflu, and we had a safe at work that only three of us had the combination for and she said i'm keeping the tamiflu in the safe wow if it goes missing i will know it was one <laughs> this of is us. a very apocalyptic type situation you, know you what? guys had on your she hands she is smart as hell <laughs> i love it well two years later in march 2011 right before the worst nuclear incident since chernobyl he was allegedly seen flying around okuma fukushima Right before the Fukushima Daiki nuclear power plant exploded, Holy which is, God. again, a crazy, crazy story. That's great. Mothman's just trying to help. Maybe. Or is he causing all these why, problems? Why are you besmirching Mothman? I don't know. I've been scorned too many times. Yeah, that's true. So what could Why would I assume he was trying to help? Because <laughs> you're a hopeful person and I, I'm a negative person. That's true. I'm a, I'm a, a disgustingly hopeful person. <laughs> It's a problem in my life. And I'm uh, very pessimistic. <laughs> well, what could he be? If not a mothman, what could he be? Some explanations. A giant bird. No, this I disagree. This is what I think he is, everybody. I disagree. Mason County Sheriff George Johnson said he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron he termed a, quote, shite poke, which is kind of just a fun name to call. Oh, shit poke. <laughs> Wildlife biologist Dr. Robert L. Smith of West Virginia University told reporters the descriptions and sightings matched the Sandhill Crane, a large American crane almost as tall as a man with a seven-foot wingspan, featuring reddish-colored circles around its eyes. He believed the bird wandered out of its migration route 
and found itself in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Which, can you imagine if it's just a bird and it flies next to someone and they just scream at it? <laughs> of course it's going to shoot straight up in yes, the air and fly Yes, it's terrified. Away. You've scared it. My question is, why is it chasing cars then? Maybe he's trying to find his way back home. He's looking for some answers and some help. He's just trying to get some help. Yes. Well, John Keel refused to dismiss the strange phenomena as a John giant. John Keel is the author of the Mothman prophecies, yes. and he believes that it's an interdimensional being. He's he's a bit of a nut. He's also sexist from what we've learned. Just a little bit. Well, he refused to dismiss the strange phenomena as a giant bird, and even went so far as to show a photo of the Sandhill Crane to the residents of Point Pleasant to see if it matched what they saw. According to him, not a single person recognized it as the Mothman. The only thing I disagree with was that very specifically, people would describe that it had man legs. <laughs> what does that even mean? They said it had legs like a man, and a lot of times they would dangle or be kicking in the air when the Mothman would take off. And I've pulled up a photo of the Sandhill Crane. Those are those look very skinny. Let me. I'm going to now do some investigative journalism and look over at her screen. Oh my god. <laughs> Those are some knobby ass. That is huge, though. The bird is huge. I'll give you that. The wingspan is that bird. You could mistake that for a man, but look at its legs. No, look at its legs. Its legs are very, very. It does have red eyes, and if Mm -hmm. you shined your car, I think any animal, if you shine your car headlights at it, usually it reflects off their eyes. It doesn't reflect red. Deer, like dogs and deer and possum, it reflects back a whitish greenish. Yeah, yeah. But this probably would reflect red. Mm-hmm. But I We'll post a picture of this on our Instagram, but I don't know. It seems like a kind of credible theory except for those legs, but maybe he was real swole. <laughs> maybe he'd been working out when he was flying around the tunnels and stuff in the TNT area. That's how he missed out on his migration pattern. He was like, <laughs> He was working out. Gold's gym was, is this way. It was leg day. <laughs> leg day that day. Another explanation that many authorities believed was that it was just teens playing a prank. Which That's the explanation for all the bad things. always, always. How savvy do people think teens are? Could you as a teen have been able to fool an entire town into thinking a giant mothman was, was stalking them? I do appreciate for all adults talk shit about teenagers, the amount of credence they lend to a teenager's dedication and drive like you really think that a teenager is going to plan and execute a month quite nearly year-long plan actually it was over a year it was a 13-month plan and imagine the planning that and execution that went into this before they even pulled the trigger that's true they yeah after five minutes any teen would have lost interest in this and abandoned the whole thing also everybody was making out up there don't you think you'd be in a mothman suit trying to scare people and say like oh man i want to finger a girl (laughs) (laughs) another interesting hypothesis is mass illusion which is also going to be the name of my death metal album when it comes out badass one mass illusion is when one illusion starts to influence others causing people to see the same thing my dad used to always say people are sheep Mm, sheeple you know and he would just say everyone he said for a while no one said amazing. And out of nowhere, everyone starts saying amazing. <laughs> everyone, everything's amazing. It's so, my dad should have been a stand-up, frankly. He was Aww, very funny. That's where you got it from. Yeah, it's true. He Although was, your mom is very funny. Oh, too. she's very funny, too. My mom's more funny in maybe like a talk show way. My dad was yeah. more funny in like a Jerry Seinfeld, what's the deal yeah. with. A drier yeah. sense of humor. But it's true, though, that 
people do want to part be part of a cultural phenomenon. Oh, for sure. So if there's a bunch of people running around saying they saw a goddamn Mothman, then maybe the next time you're making out, you see a thing in the woods and you go, oh my God, did you see what that was, Jeremy? Or even if you don't see something, you think you did. Exactly. It could have mm-hmm. been nothing or a raccoon or something, but mm-hmm. you see the reflection and say, Jeremy and I were making out and we saw the Mothman. Yep. yep. Aliens. Another explanation. Some ufologists, paranormal authors, and cryptozoologists claim that Mothman is an alien, supernatural manifestation, or a previously unknown species of animal. They did say that some of the earlier sightings in Point Pleasant before the Mothman was seen, a woman was picking her kids up from school, and over the playground area, she saw a silver spinning disc, and a man was standing in midair next to the disc, and she said that he had, I don't mean to laugh, (laughs) It's kind of a crazy she situation. She said that he had on a skin-tight silver bodysuit. Oh, that's never a good look. With white hair. Was it David Bowie? It was David Bowie. <laughs> oh, man. God. He's like, come aboard the ship, baby. Uh, in a heartbeat, David. Oh, we go. Oh, hell yeah. She said one eye was different colors than the other. It was mm-hmm. definitely different. There was a star David on his Bowie. face. But she saw that, and then she turned to pick up her kids, and when she turned around, it had flown away. Mm. And there were some other sightings of spheres and orbs and orbs of light. And then people would get pink eye from looking into things or they would get sunburns at nighttime from being exposed to these orbs so that's what drove a lot of ufologists to claim that mothman was some sort of a creature from another planet john keel does not buy this theory wow well that kind of leads into another explanation for what mothman could be some believe he is connected to indrid cold which is another type of strange phenomenon that we might just have to do a whole episode on because it is very strange and I had never really heard about it until this and it's pretty interesting. Half of the Mothman prophecy book is about this guy. Really? Yeah. He it's about how he relates and how he was around and the information he gave about himself and all that. So he's also known as the Grinning Man. Indra Cold is supposedly a supernatural entity thought to be an alien or alien species who grins at those who see him. Yes, he visited a couple of the residents of Partridge, I believe, and he said he was from another planet outside of our galaxy. And he communicated with them telepathically. He didn't actually speak to them, but they could hear in their brains what he was saying. Which is fucked up. Yeah, but also a very advanced way of communicating. Well, save a lot of time. If I could just, like, look at you and think of something and then you know what I'm saying. My question is, how would you parse out... So I have a lot of thoughts in my head all the time. Mm. A lot of them come out of my mouth, but not all of them. (laughs) That's true. Most of them do. I think it would be with the same intent as if you were speaking. I would just look at you and think... Yeah, I agree. It was a good show. Yeah, yeah. It was a good show. It was a funny <laughs> joke you guys didn't hear. I just uh, told Yeah, it was really it. funny, though. It was really, really good. Thank you. Here's another theory, which if I'm not going to say giant bird, this one I kind of buy because Get it out. still kind of no. is a giant bird. Two couples allegedly had a terrifying encounter with the Mothman at the TNT region we talked about. Interestingly, before this area was a weapons factory in World War II, it was a bird sanctuary. Could it be the Mothman is a mutant created from a lineage of birds from the World War II area and leftover TNT residue? I think it might be, Heather. I don't think that it's a – the bird got gooed up in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle-esque Man. scenario. I bet he became all a, those turtles and that rat. He became a crime fighter. Because he's got tunnels everywhere. I guess that's true. Oh, my gosh. This is how they all get a crossover movie. 
<laughs> they, <laughs> Mothman and the Turtles. Yes, there are. It's the stage is set. It was also reported that during the Point Pleasant sightings, several men in black and other odd people showed up in town, knocking on residents' doors, urging them to keep calm and to not spread any rumors. They would ask residents about the people who claimed to have seen the Mothman and if they were truthful and believable. One of these odd visitors was a blonde woman with a southern accent. Is it is it us? It's Dolly Parton. <laughs> who claimed to be John Keel's secretary. She would ask all sorts of personal and deep questions to people who John had already interviewed. However, John did not have a secretary. He said one of the people with whom he had corresponded and interviewed in person called him for some follow-up. And just casually in the middle of the conversation said, yeah, it was like I was telling your secretary the other day, blah, blah, blah. And John said, stop, stop, stop. What do you mean secretary? And the guy said, yeah, your secretary came by. She was real nice. And John said, what was her name? And the guy said, you know, I I can't remember. Mm. And John said, well, I don't have a secretary, no matter what her name was. And it seemed like people, this, this lady, some others, were going around behind John and visiting for him, you know, as he was interviewing people for the book. And going behind him and then re-interviewing people and saying, we're census takers. How many children do you have? How long have you lived here? How old are you? What do you do for a living? Creepy. Interesting. Most of these visitors had odd shoes with thick soles, eccentric haircuts, and clothes that were brand new looking, but in styles that were years or decades old. Just sounds like a bunch of nerds. (laughs) Straight up. They would also be ill-dressed for the weather, donned in such styles as linen suits in the dead of winter. They just said that these visitors just made people feel awkward. It's Didn't similar visitors happen with black-eyed kids? Yes. See, there's a lot of crossover with all these creepy phenomena. Yes, people think that these are I men I think they're black. all friends. Oh, yeah. They're all friends and they all live. Illuminati. <laughs> They're all Illuminati. That's my one regret is I forgot to ask Dave Chappelle about the Illuminati. Oh. It all happened so fast. Oh, people don't know. You just met Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah. This new episode being released on tw- November. Or, I'm sorry. Jesus, what month is it? December 30th. I got to meet John Mayer and Dave Chappelle as part of their Controlled Danger tour. And it's not really a tour. I guess they do one-off shows. But there's a video of Dave Chappelle that he's basically saying, the Illuminati runs all this shit. Mm-hmm. And, and he's I should have asked him about no. it. And I just basically talked about my tits. And then we laughed. And then I left. <laughs> it was a very short meeting. What a great, memorable meeting they good. had with you there. Yes. This also, we're recording this on New Year's Day. That's right. Happy so New Happy New Year's. Hey. Even though our listeners will hear this tomorrow. Tomorrow. Happy New Year's. Or to maybe all of you. maybe you're listening to this in October of twenty nineteen. Just could you send us a message back through time? Could you send <laughs> the Mothman to tell me that everything oh, will be okay? <laughs> send me the Mothman, please. These weird visitors also had weird high pitched voices and a strange manner of speaking, like a robot or a computer. Yes, he said that it was disjointed, that it would say, Hello, Mrs. Jones, how many children do you have? Like when you call to pay your credit card? Yes. And you got to go through that whole rigmarole? Or they'll call and say, You have an appointment scheduled for December 27th, <laughs> 2019. <laughs> yeah, we have this toy for Ella. It's a stuffed dog. Her name is Violet. And then there's also a green one named Scout. Oh, Violet. I think my niece has it. Yes. It's a very common toy. It's by Leapfrog. And you can program it to say their favorite foods, which are all just a list. You go online and there's a list of foods. We picked fruit. 
We don't know. This was when she was an infant. But it also says their name. But then Violet will sing songs. But when it gets to her name, it's very just plug and play like, in. happy birthday, dear Ella. Exactly. It's very funny. It's not very personal and it's very funny. Well, the worst case scenario would be if the doll's like, Ella, I love you. Let's um, run away together. Let's get rid of mommy and daddy oh, first. God. I hope that's not <laughs> no. what she says when they're not around. No. One man said he was a census taker, like Heather said, and interviewed a family about their Mothman sighting. As he talked, he got redder and redder. He asked for a glass of water, took a yellow capsule, then went back to a pale color. Yeah, they said that he just all, like, they offered him a glass of water. Like he was overheating? Correct. They offered him a glass of water, and he said, no, thank you. And then later on, as he turned redder and redder and was getting shorter of breath, he asked for the the glass of water again and took it. And some people think that he's allergic to the sun or something like that Mm. because he's some sort of alien or some sort of, like, government, whatnot. Who knows? Interesting. Another strange visitor had a wire running up his leg. Leading the family to wonder if he was some kind of robot. Yeah, they didn't know if he was a robot or some kind of, I think they Maybe said. Maybe he had, uh, was on parole. <laughs> Just had, <laughs> he had an ankle monitor. Yeah, he had his ankle monitor on. Yeah, they said maybe like an automaton and someone was rec- using a voice generator from another room or from a van or, or something. Or he was just bugged or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, interesting. It was all shady as fuck. Yeah. So who were these strange visitors? Aliens from another planet? Government officials sent to do damage control, or perhaps both. What? Mm. Well, apparently, one of the guys said one of the witnesses of the Mothman mm-hmm. was taken to NASA and interviewed. Oh, and he said that NASA admitted to him that there were aliens. That NASA was this is in the Mothman prophecies book that there were aliens. That NASA was aware of them. That they're trying to determine whether this was part of that. And the man said, if you know there's aliens, why wouldn't you just tell us? We all feel like we're crazy. You need to just release this information to the public. And the NASA worker said, if we release that information, women would commit suicide and throw babies from windows. Oh my God. Really, you son of a bitch? <laughs> First of all, why would it just be women? Also, what? I, that's You're insane. a mom. At what point would you be like, Never. well, it's time to hook her out the window. <laughs> zero the aliens zero are chances coming. No, no. No. God. Yeah, so it was It was little lines like that where they would say, we're, we're, Mothman tend to... We're, we're having to protect the entire country because women are crazy. They'll kill all of our children. Mm. It's like, maybe we'll kill you because Mothman is better than regular man. You know what wouldn't have happened if this had been Mothwoman? You know what? She would have just been getting shit done. And communicating. Communicating. Everyone would have known why she was there, what she was there to That's do. That's right. That's Cities right. Cities would have been thriving Absolutely. because she had flown through them. Absolutely. And the, there was a couple other things about Mothman and women. One included that John Keel claimed that women who were menstruating were more likely oh, targets. It'll attract bears and Mothman. <laughs> I once worked with a girl who claimed the reason she was attacked by a raccoon in a park <laughs> was because she was on her period. <laughs> like it ran, it ran up to her. She had scars on her arm from this raccoon attack. Like it ran up to her because she was on her period and just attacked her. <laughs> It sucks, man. She and she probably just had food in her pocket. You, 
She just had some cheese in her pocket. <laughs> just one I pulled cheese. out a block of cheese out of my purse last night. Oh. Everyone laughed at me. God. Rude. Very. Also, if I'd been there, I would have applauded you. Also, I was very at risk for a raccoon incident. <laughs> you were. Just walking down the street with a purse Are full of cheese. Are you on your period? No, I'm not, but oh. I did have a purse full of cheese. Well. So while the first Mothman sightings may have been almost 53 years ago, he appears to still be alive and well. In 2017, the Chicago area had 55 reports from residents claiming they saw a flying humanoid. John Armatrano was working security one Friday evening for a popular bar, ironically called The Owl, when he claims he went outside and saw something he couldn't explain. I saw a plane flying, but also something moving really awkwardly underneath it. It didn't really look like a bat, so as much as what illustrations of like a pterodactyl would look like. With, like, the slenderness of its head and its wing-shaped. I know what birds and what bats look like. And this thing didn't have any feathers or fur. And it didn't fly like anything I've ever seen. It had muscular legs, a jutting tailbone, a human-like shape. And it flew in, like, a strange swooping motion. It was undulating up and down like a, like a Drake dance on a video with a, <laughs> with a jiggling body. Oh, man. I didn't know how to feel. Oh, John. Other Chicago- Anyways, I can't let you in unless you have three girls. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair you have to go. <laughs> fair enough. Cover charge is $40. $40? Man. 50 for you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Other Chicagoans' accounts have varied from... A large black bat-like being with glowing red eyes. To... A big L. Or something that resembled... It was a goddamn gothic gargoyle. Or... Mothman. Lon Strickler... A self-described Fortean researcher who's been compiling all of the Chicago sightings on his website, Phantoms and Monsters. Hell yes. Yeah, I'm definitely checking that out. Says these sightings are unlike anything he's ever seen in all his years of research and that they are historical in cryptozoology terms because it is happening in an urban area and that there are so many sightings in one period. Lon believes there are at least three flying humanoids around Chicago due to the varied locations, the concentration of sightings in certain neighborhoods, and the small differences in the eyewitness testimonies. What is a 14 researcher, you ask? Allow me to tell you. Please do. Charles Hoy Fort. Wait, what's that middle name? Hoy. Like Chips Ahoy. Oh, okay. Like his his name for his grandfather, Chip A. Hoy. (laughs) Charles Hoy Fort from the 1800s. He died at age 57 in 1932. So sad. So, so young. He looks like Teddy Roosevelt. He does. He was an American writer and researcher who specialized in anomalous phenomena. So when you use terms like Fortean, it's basically weird stuff. Yeah. Like things that don't fit into other type of research. So I like that someone's a Fortean researcher. Mm-hmm. A self-described Fortean researcher. And we kind of are Fortean researchers. Hey, you know what? I thought that that meant a bunch of nutbags, but turns out we are that. <laughs> I think we are I a guess bunch the of two are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> and uh, John Keel is a Fortean Oh, person. 100%. Yes. Dr. David A. Gallo, not a Fortean but a psychologist from the University of Chicago. A quote-unquote real scientist. (laughs) Whose research deals with memory, specifically how people actively 
and sometimes inaccurately reconstruct the past. Let me just say I agree completely. We've talked about memory a lot before. Doing volunteer work for the Innocence Project, especially you see the cases where there was two or three eyewitnesses and DNA definitively proves it wasn't mm-hmm. that person. It's wild. People's eyes are trash, mm-hmm. just like the rest of their bodies. It's amazing, as your dad would say. It would, <laughs> stop saying amazing, Christy. What do you, Jude last night said, the human body is just kind of it's just kind of garbage. <laughs> it it's is. not wrong. And, Jude is our friend. Yes. Shout also, out. Thanks for the badass party, man. Yeah, and he is a very hip and cool artist. Very talented. I love his shit. You should go shit. follow him on Instagram. It is day off. With a three Y's. D-A-Y-Y-Y off. He also has a very fun store where you can buy a lot of his cool shit on T-shirts and other types of stuff. And also, he's just funny. He's just, he's, also, he's just very funny. We just were arguing about, not arguing, we were yelling at our invisible doctors who give a shit and tell us to oh, exercise nice. and eat less. That's amazing. <laughs> well, Dr. Gallo offers a different explanation. Dr. Gallo. He says Lon is getting, quote, a selective sample because... He's not sampling random people and asking if they saw the Mothman. He's just counting the number of people that voluntarily came forward to report a sighting. Okay, but that's what were you just going to stand? First of all, go to Chicago. I used to live in Chicago. Go to Chicago, stand on the street, and try to ask people if they've seen a Mothman. Please, someone do this. You're going to get please send us a video. <laughs> punched in the ribs. People are going to go, what are you, some kind of fucking asshole? <laughs> Probably you'll run into Rahm Emanuel. He tries to be hip and ride the train. No, they're not going to answer your questions. People on the bus have their headphones in. They don't want to talk to you. Well, the ideas about the supernatural can be culturally and socially transmitted, according Uh. to Gallo. He says that if someone witnesses a phenomena, but there are holes or gaps in their story and their memory, the mind will fill in the gaps with things that have been suggested to them as a plausible scenario. Kind of like what we were talking about. Uh. Lovers see what they think is a mothman. It's really just a raccoon, the but their brain has been suggested that the Mothman is on the loose, therefore kind of fills in this They assume scenario. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Are the recent Chicago sightings just a case of mass illusion, or is the Mothman trying to send an urgent warning to the residents of the Windy City? You see the Mothman, he flies at you, and you say, what do you want, Mothman? And he just goes, Bleh! And you freak out, and then a bridge collapses. Oh, God. Chicago has a lot of bridges. They do. As a former Chicago architectural tour guide, I can tell you that it has ballast bridges that go over the the Chicago River, which are a weighted and balanced system. I've done a architecture tour in Chicago on the river. It was gorgeous. It's very fun. That was it a was. great way to spend my summers in college, was just staying on the front of a boat talking that for 75 be, minutes That would time. be a very fun. And Elise lives in Chicago, no? No, she lives in Philly. She, oh. We met in Chicago, then she moved to Philly. Okay, I was going to ask her if she'd seen Mothman. She, we'll, we'll see. We probably would have heard if she had. Jesse, our friend Jesse, the comedian, Jesse Gonzalez, lives in Chicago. We oh, that's And Susie, right. our listener Susie, lives in Chicago. Susie, write us and let us know. If you are from Chicago, let us know if you have seen Mothman or if you know of anyone that's seen Mothman. Please share your Mothman sightings. Please do. We'd love to hear them. So what do we think? Well, you've, you've made it very clear that it's a bird. I do think that it's probably just a giant bird, if anything at all. Okay, here's what I think. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, let me just first start this off by I am admittedly very easily swayed. <laughs> Which is um, 
a great attribute for a lawyer to have. <laughs> no, because I never argue on behalf of myself. I That's always true. have clients, and I don't care what anyone wants. I'll argue for them. That's fine. Sure. Okay, I can see your side of it. Let's argue for that. I don't even really argue because I'm a deal lawyer, and I just yeah. say, what do you want in this deal? We will do that thing. We will make it happen. We will make that deal happen. But, for instance, they rang my doorbell last night, and they were like, do you want a security system? And I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> I already bought one. Uh, they go, just return the other one you bought. I said, okay. Wow. <laughs> I never I said, buy stuff when people come to my door. I did say only if you'll – they said, you're so funny. You should have a show. And I said, I do. And it's called Sinisterhood. Did you want a sticker? <laughs> Will you tell five friends to listen? Oh, to that's amazing. That's um, – see, I would buy something if someone came to my door if I knew I was going to gain some listeners out of it. Well, I kept talking about murders and they thought it was very funny. And I said, well, I'm actually – I host a show about murders. <laughs> And then I told him a lot of facts about JonBenet Ramsey. Wow, they got more than they bargained for when they knocked on your door. <laughs> they said, "Oh, that's a lot of theories." Wow, <laughs> got hours. Well, more. you know what? I think you don't need this security system after all. We're gonna head out. They're like, "You're clearly." They lost a sale. They did. They had to they, explain to their manager why they could not. Sell they said, we had to leave the porch. We had to give it to her for free. <laughs> she would not stop talking about JonBenet Ramsey. No, the Mothman book that I read by John A. Keel, the Mothman Prophecies book posits the following and i think based on my deep and unending belief in the multiverse theory Mm -hmm. and especially the cia's theory that the universe is a bendable hologram that we're living in a current one current version of the multiverse that our focus if we get into an entranced and psychic state i'll post this i should post this in the show notes this weird cia research document i found everyone the tinfoil hat is out by the way (laughs) she is wearing it proudly right now the CIA has done it. They research that if you try to, this probably goes along with my controlling nature. You shut your eyes and you meditate and you try to visualize what you want to happen. I believe in this wholeheartedly. It's chaos magic. It's mm-hmm. prayer. It's whatever. Then if it's something that's not too far off from the current multiverse we're in, if it's just one of the alternate dimensions that's nearby, you can with enough psychic energy alter the dimension to just skip Ooh, over one track. That's fascinating. That you can just skip over one track. But say I'm a lady that lives in Dallas, Texas. I shut my eyes and I think John Mayer just needs to fall in love with me. That's not gonna that's it's too many tra- too many tracks. To be fair he met me yesterday, so he probably but just it's not is it that many tracks now? You guys go to my Instagram, I look fucking fly you in do. my blue you dress. Do. You look like a happy couple. <laughs> a picture of Thank you. Guys. It's our first picture. Our next one's gonna be at our wedding. Of many more, yeah. Many more. No, I definitely photoshopped a picture of me and John Mayer together when I was 15 and I have braces and it's the dorkiest thing. If my mom can find it, I'll post it. It's so oh, dorky. do a side-by-side it's comparison so cute. then and now. It's so cute and dorky. But I think that the CIA's the CIA's theory is that if you try to change the current universe too far away, like mm-hmm. you try to go from, say, say it's an alphabet and we're on track D, mm-hmm. you can move to C or B or you can move to F, E, F, G maybe. But mm-hmm. if you're trying to move to track Z, mm-hmm. that you can separate your mind from your soul and you can lose your shit and it makes you crazy oh wow so all that to say is know your limits know your limits all that to say is that there are multiple concurrent universes happening and john keel posits that in another one of these existences that there is a higher species of beings who have discovered how to move not only from universe to universe or timeline to timeline, but they can move. So say it's train tracks, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the two timelines running against each other that they don't, they can't just skip from one 
piece of metal on one side to the other back and forth, but that they can run forwards and backwards. Mm. So they can go forward in time and backward in time. So is God an alien or Jesus just a time traveler from another dimension? So John A. Keel, I'm going to read you verbatim what he said. These creatures, these mothmen, gods, Jesus, all major religions are based on what is called ultra-terrestrials. They exist in another timeline or multiverse and can cross over into ours at will. This explains phenomena like the abominable snowman, chimera, ghosts, aliens, UFOs, and everything in the Bible. Wow. Everything so, in the Bible. Anything, anytime you see lights or flying saucers or aliens, they're not real in the sense that a 747 airliner is real. They are transmogrifications of energy under the control of some unknown extra-dimensional intelligence. This intelligence controls important events by manipulating specific human beings through the phenomenon of mystical illumination. Our religions are based upon long-time awareness of this intelligence and our struggle to reduce it to humanly acceptable terms. So I'm saying, man, back in biblical days, you see a guy that can basically appear and disappear and do magic tricks, and you think, he must be a fucking god. Mm -hmm. And then he just jumps back to his timeline. He's like, this. kind of how we feel about David Blaine and current. He's a mind freak. Oh, no, it's Chris Angel. (laughs) (laughs) They're the same, though. (laughs) I mean, aren't they? But maybe that's, maybe they're interdimensional beings. Who knows? Regardless of how... Insane. Some people might think that explanation is. All right. To, I, and I don't think it is. But to be the first person, to be John Keel and to have been the first person to come up with that theory is pretty impressive because of how in-depth and layered it is. It truly is. And it's, I My think mind it, would explode if I tried to come up with something like that. I feel like it explains a lot. I feel like a lot of times my dreams are me visiting. Like, oh, I, I think that big time. I don't know. I just. I can also control my dreams. Oh, can you? I can, I can lucid dream if I think to do it. If I'm about to fall back asleep and think, man, I got to, man, I really need to fall back asleep or I'm about to fall back asleep and that dream was so scary. I think, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But if I just go to sleep at night, do I don't you ever really... on the opposite end think, oh, I really want to get back into that dream because it was really cool. Oh, I do sometimes. Able to get back into I it. spend a lot of time. It's part of partially because I meditate early in the morning, right when I wake up mm-hmm. in the hypnagogic state, which is a really great place for creativity. Sometimes I think of really funny jokes while I'm meditating That's and I'll just cool. pause the music and write it down, write the joke That's down. Because awesome. I and I do I usually go into a hypnagogic state when I get massages, especially like an hour long massage. Define hypnagogic. Let me. OK, so hypnagogia is some people call it hypnagogic illumina- or hallucinations. It's the experience of the transitional state from wakefulness to sleep. So the hypnogic, the hypnagogic state of consciousness during the onset of sleep or in like waking up. So you can spend time in that if you sometimes if you're having a nap, or you're about to fall asleep mm-hmm. at night and you start thinking of things and you're almost like daydreaming, but you can control it a little bit mm-hmm. more. There's a really great article on utilizing hypnagogia for creativity that I will post in the show notes. Oh, that'd be great. Because I, when I, you said massages. Did, did you say you yes, sometimes? Yes, yes, Yeah. I feel like I also go into this like weird kind of sleepy alternate universe thing sometimes when I'm getting a massage and I'll just think about things that make no sense or Things will just come to me that I have no idea what – it's just very bizarre. It's the hypnagogic state. The, the thoughts that will come. The same thing happens to me in yoga at the mm-hmm. end of yoga or the beginning when you're just laying there. Yes. And waiting for class to start and the music and lights are down and everything. That will happen to me too. And it, sometimes it creeps me out though. 
Well, there's a lot of stuff going on in there. So you have to live in it and try to harness it and then oh, try I'm to gonna, mine it I'm for creative. I'm going to go down this rabbit hole hard. Do it. I love it. I'll find the article. It's from the Atlantic magazine. Very excited. So I think that's what it is, that it's ultra terrestrials. Okay. I believe the John Keel theory, because he was there, man. He was on the ground. Yeah. We didn't even really mention Mary Heyer, which I think we should briefly mention her. She was the journalist that wrote for the Point Pleasant newspaper, uh-huh. and repeatedly she would be visited by these quote unquote visitors the men in black or mm-hmm. whatever and they would say to her or to others what do you think that Mary would do if we told her not to write anymore and I'm, I'm pretty sure she told them to go fuck themselves <laughs> good for her because she that's she just reported what people told her she didn't make stuff up she wasn't this wasn't the National Enquirer or Weekly World News right. or whatever she was just taking statements from people and reporting it as a good journalist does go on with yourself girl well that's what we think we'd love to know what you think and if you have ever seen Mothman? Let me just take my tinfoil hat off. Please let yes. us know. Please, if you have seen the Mothman, please, or you are a family member, I des- I'm desperate. Or if you are the Mothman, <laughs> we'd love out. to have you on the show. Are you single, Mothman? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we got some shout outs. We got Instagram shout outs. Sparkle 85 Thank you for sending us the pictures of the alien street lamps in Roswell. They so are cool. very cute. Yes. She says they annoy her. Well, I I'm think sure. they're very cute. If you lived there, it'd probably because you're just inundated with the alien stuff. Again, Boozy Stitches. She made some amazing cross-stitched ornaments with some quotes from some of our shows that were very funny. They're amazing, and you can find them on our Instagram, and we've linked to her page. She's phenomenal. Thanks again. And we've had so many wonderful listeners that message us over the holidays, say they were listening to us with their families or binging us or listening to us on road trips. There were so many. We couldn't even list all of you, but a heartfelt thank you to everyone that reached out to us. Also, I want to shout out my friend Werner, who said that not only has he been listening, but also he has been telling family and friends to listen. And I want to shout out Natalie, who forces her husband to listen on their Amazon Echo at home. He's a fellow attorney, and I'll text him a law, like a legal question, and he'll say, well, I was just listening to your voice throughout my entire house. And <laughs> As also, it should be. Shout out to the weird biblical-looking serial killer with the long hair from the Starbucks who may be following her. Let's hope he's not, but let us know if you want us to do an investigation. <laughs> yes. Or... Was it just an excuse not to walk your dog? Uh-oh. Well, the best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. I recently went through and read all of our iTunes reviews, and almost all of them are just so amazing, and you guys give us such praise, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, it, takes, it really You have makes... to log in. You have to remember your iTunes password. There's you got to log in. It's so many steps. It is. So thank you for taking those steps. Mm-hmm. Also, tell a friend who you think would like like us to check us out and if they say what's the name of it just take their phone look it up on their podcasting app and subscribe them it's much easier that's what i usually do when people are trying to spell it out oh yes that's a good idea you can also follow us on instagram and twitter at sinisterhood pod and like us on facebook at sinisterhood heather where can they find you if you want to see a picture of me and my fly ass looking dress from my husband john fly. mayer <laughs> also if you want to i know we did a social media campaign before with john cusack it didn't go well no nah. Well, we have another John this time. I'm my one true love since I was a teenager has been John Mayer. So if well, you want time you get together, then you know what it's he was just like, I feel like I have to convince a lot of people when they meet me that I'm worth dating. It's like same. <laughs> he said that to you. No, not to me. Oh, he gosh. said it on stage during oh. the show. Well, but, he 
was he looking at you? <laughs> with his heart, he was. Dave Chappelle made eye contact with me several times Ooh. during his set, though, and it was very hard. Like, you you get a, a lightning bolt to the chest. Yeah. I was like, Dave yeah. Chappelle is the greatest living stand-up, He's and great. his set was so good. That's but awesome. But anyhow, John, I, too, feel I have to convince people to date me, and you and I are both catches, so what's going on right now? Also, you sang one of my favorite songs, I feel like, is a tragically un- underrated John Mayer song, which is Stop This Train. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of my dad, and it makes me cry, and I openly wept at the show. <laughs> That's how you know it was a good show. It was you laughed a, and you I cried. I laughed and I cried. So anyways, if you guys want to see me looking fly in my dress, hanging out with John Mayer, go to at Heather VS The World on Instagram or MCK VS The World on Twitter and just tag the shit out of John Mayer. Be like, hey, look at this hot broad. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You're meant to be together. John Cusack didn't work out. John hey, Mayer you, John will. Cusack, you ho. <laughs> <I'm> not messing <laughs> it. 2019 is the year of John Mayer and Heather getting absolutely. together. Finally. I got to ask Sylvia this weekend. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yes, this weekend. Yes. January 6th. Correct. You can meet us at the Dallas Psychic Fair. You go to DallasPsychicFair.com for the address and to grab a coupon. And we'll probably be there around 1 o'clock, 1.30. And we are happy to meet you guys, help you choose what psychic you want to go to, see if you want to do. I've done aura photography, Reiki healing. I think I'm going to do another aura photography mm. to s- compare the two. Cause I haven't said, done it, so I might do that yeah, this time. And he said your aura changes. You oh, have to yeah. have cash for the aura photographer. They yeah. do have ATMs. But bring some cash, too, and you can use your credit card to get in or to pay for any of the readings. But mm-hmm. I got to go back to Sylvia. I need some more guidance. Your girl, Sylvia. To ask her. She did say that this around this time I would be my husband. Well, God. <laughs> it's John. Or maybe it's Dave Chappelle. And I'm, oh, just, yeah. I'm chasing the wrong Well, he's one. married. He's though. already married. Yeah, so. Well, I can be found on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace or Twitter at Christy or GTFO. And I will be posting pictures from... Not only the Dallas Psychic Fair, but also, you guys, this is a, this weekend, <laughs> one night only, Christy, a Miller Light Keg, <laughs> a killer playlist, Christy's 40th birthday. It is. It is. I turn 40 on Friday, you guys. I can't really believe it because, as you know, all year I thought I was 38. <laughs> happens. And then in October, I realized, oh no, I'm 39, and it was... Very quickly, I was about to be 40. So Saturday, we were having a big party. And I'm sure there will be lots of videos and pictures posted. So if you want to see all that mayhem, go ahead and follow. And you can follow either one of us. She's going to be there, too. Oh, yeah. We'll both be there. Yeah. Well, as always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Sinning.